0: This is Alpha Geek Radio. The
1: following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org.
0: Today, on Casually Hardcore,
1: Spidey, come
0: home! Robert journeyed, spinning like a wheel of time in his grave?
1: I wonder what, Molineux? I wonder what Molly knew. Yeah. And wow's numbers, wow once again. All this and more on this episode of Casually Hardcore.
0: I don't like this
2: place. Alive, it's alive,
3: it's alive!
1: You should probably panic, ladies and gentlemen, because the casuals are here and we are in control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. <laughs> For Sunday, the day after Valentine's Day, the 15th of February, 2015, this is Casually Hardcore, and I'm Noam Wise. I am Bexa, And I'm Grail. Welcome back to our little corner of the internet. It's a happy, happy place where there's
0: sunshine, rainbows, and TV shows. You know what kills me about our intro? Mm. We've been doing it now for a while in that format. And inevitably, each week, I have the spreadsheet open. And then I go, Oh, I've been meaning to do something else. And I start doing it right as we're doing the intro. (laughs) And I'm always caught like, Oh my God, I got to look at the spreadsheet.
1: (laughs) So, what you're saying is your brain is broken. Yeah,
0: basically, it knows
1: how to prepare. It just has no idea how to execute, apparently. Uh All about the (laughs) measure twice. Cut no. Measure once, cut twice. I guess in this case. Yeah, yes. well, measure out with a micrometer, mark out in chalk, cut with a battle axe.
0: Right, right, exactly. Exactly. <sighs>
1: we are professionals. It remains to be seen, professional what. So, we've had uh, an active week in ye olde DC universe. What be on the TV? Yeah, I was I was given pause. Uh, To wonder, as I was was sitting down for this week's dose of uh, Flash and Arrow, when the hell did I become a DC fanboy? Mm. Because Mm. I've been all Marvel all the way my whole nerd life. Batman and Superman would kind of penetrate a little bit on the periphery, just because they were the big names. But I really, I didn't collect their titles. I didn't. There really was almost nothing in the way of of DC stuff that I paid attention to consistently, if it wasn't a headline. And now I'm regularly consuming uh, their televised wares. I guess it's just because they're better at adapting them to TV than Marvel right now.
0: Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they have. A little bit more of a head start. Um, True, but Smallville f- did give them quite a lead, right? And a lot of mean, experience. in the TV realm, right? Um, and they not only did they have a head start in terms of having successful shows, but at least, especially for like the Batman universe, they've tried two or three times before to make that one work, and it didn't go so well. Yeah,
1: some some vomit inducing. Um, yeah. Attempts there. Near Birds it. of prey comes to mind, and, and <laughs> that one annoyed me because there was great potential there that they really, yeah. really didn't. They, they, they didn't ca- I, was, I was just actually looking up uh, stuff on uh, the Killing Joke uh, the other day, hmm. which is oh, where, that's a
4: good one.
1: Well, it's it's held up as, as the, and it's funny. We should talk about um, origin stories because that's what we get a large chunk of in this week's Flash or not Flash uh, Arrow that we're going to talk about. Um, So we had in Killing Joke, you had kind of a retcon solidified into the most popular version of the origin story for the Joker. Right. Which was that plot line of, uh, spoiler alert, uh, the Joker shooting and paralyzing Barbara Gordon was a direct lead into what became the Birds of Prey uh, title and later TV show attempt. Yeah. And then got completely retconned and changed with the New 52 into, oh, the paralysis war we're off after three years.
0: Right. Because
1: <laughs> they want to back again.
0: Um, well, that happens
4: all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just true to nature. I'm so over oh, no.
0: this paralysis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet wound to the spine, pshaw. Was so yeah. last year. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And, and, I, and I can't fault... DC for doing their uh, frequent resets to the universe cuz Marvel is sailing straight into their next major total reset in the new Secret Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Again. I mean, read your history, kids. Right. Secret Wars, the original came into being in reverse order. Focus groups told them that Secret Wars was a title that would move a lot of merchandise. So the writers and artists were given the title to build a thing around. Right. Because that's where all good storytelling comes from. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's kind of become a thing in the Marvel Universe. Ooh, Secret Wars. We're going to roll out those that name again, and we're going to reset the universe, and we're going to meld the multiverse because... They've had tremendous success with the Ultimates line, and they want an excuse to fold it into their primary sure. timeline. <sighs> yeah, I mean,
0: Beyonder he- again.
1: How can you have a Secret Wars without the Beyonder? How do you have? How oh do you create Battle World, which is going to be you know the world mishmash of the Ultimate Universe and the Main Universe? Right. You know he's going to show up. Yeah. You know he's but- going to ha- he's going to have the bad
0: eighties linen suit on. You just know it, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, you have DC basically saying, "Yeah, New Fifty Two, uh, we're done with that. Yeah, we're gonna do a multiverse again, right? We're we're back to back, we, we're, we're, that. Was a fun fun year, fun experiment. <laughs> yeah. So Aye. who knows? I mean, that's that's the comic world. Yeah,
1: TV world. TV world.
0: Um, so what should we want to start with, Arrow let's, or let's Flash? Let's do Arrow because it, okay.
1: it's awesome. Well, it was, it was a an unexpected backstory episode.
0: Yeah. it. I mean, I was really happy to see them wrap up the storyline as fast as they could. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. the whole I the thing, yes. Mr. Brick was...
4: He's annoying. He's not a good villain.
0: No, I like the actor.
4: I but, mean, the actor's fine, but I mean, as a villain...
0: But it just... It just didn't make sense. The stuff they had him do just didn't make sense. Right. Well, what, what was his goal in controlling the glades?
1: Right. To sit around the police precinct and... and
4: Be king of the hill, basically.
1: Uh, yeah. Shoot his uh, minions when they don't come exactly. back. Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, a minion a week. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Here, take the gun. Prove I'm invincible again. Um, and the rapid-fire conversion of Laurel into yeah. of, a functional street fighter... I mean, they, 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 all the tropes are there. She's got her instructor and she's, you know, but I'm constantly reminded. Did you ever, did you ever read the original Tick, the Tick comic mm-hmm. books? No. no. There's a whole great sequence in there. The, the Night of a Million Billion Ninjas was the story arc. <laughs> and they had their riff on the Elektra character in there. Uh, and they had the whole training montage bit. Right, where, you know the, the normal American girl becomes super ninja, but the the, the thought balloon or the the, the voiceover uh, track was, and I trained with Master Shin for two whole weeks, <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically what we're like. Just keep thinking of that. with It's like, no, she's not paid her dues.
5: Yeah, yet. and they have
1: these token moments where they have Arsenal stitching up her arm, and she's yeah. you know she's getting the snot beaten out of her to a certain extent, but she's still
4: better than she should be at least she should be boxing all she's learned is boxing yeah. so why is she kicking and in she's what universe does Tiggle it-
0: put her in the field really yeah exactly. it just it, that whole yeah it just was rushed and i don't know maybe this is a Battlestar galactica moment where the writers went we better just shut this down yeah <laughs> well it's,
1: it's- <sighs> we it was- had
0: we had black canary we yeah. had her
1: yeah. yeah, and, and a very was functional right. one. I and mean, yeah. It was a good storyline
4: believable... of how she became Black Canary. She was yes, a too. freaking League of
1: Assassins member, yeah. right? And they and they, they went to all the trouble of and they completely broadsided me with, oh, what the, the the other girl's alive and she's freaking yeah. Black Canary, and then to have it go nowhere. Yeah, exactly.
0: Just yeah, Except so, into the grave. You, and yeah, then... you
1: you you threw away the good and surprising and interesting storyline right in favor of the really really
5: yeah. you're doing this storyline
1: she's going story to be the one if they made her pay her dues over like 3 seasons yeah Maybe.
0: i would have enjoyed the payoff better Right. Well, and it would have been more interesting for them to also have this all occur maybe at the season break to where you could say Oliver's been gone for like a year. Right. Instead of him only gone for like what I think was like like two or three weeks, it feels like. Yeah. And granted, they thought he was dead, but nonetheless, it was only like three weeks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two whole weeks. So, yeah, it was really rapid fire. Um, And like I said, at least we got to the point where they resolved it and this didn't carry over to become the big bad of the entire season.
1: Right. And they made they had the wrinkle in there of this was turns out Brick was the Batman to Merlin's Joker. Right. Yes. He was the, the reason he fell, the reason he became yeah. the insane person he is. He killed his wife, spoiler alert. But hey, we're past the Gilligan period. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that was an interesting th- thing. A story bit I didn't see coming as, oh, we, we've given Malcolm Merlin kind of a compassionate backstory. Right. Or at least a reason for being the nut job that he is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, it, it makes it a little harder just to see him as the one dimensional monster which is we were talking earlier about the killing joke um, yeah. you know that that was giving the the joker a backstory of oh wow i, I can kind of see where he was coming from they gave him you know a wife to defend and uh, unfortunate things that were done to him and choices that were taken away from him and then he was driven in criminally insane right but he was a, he was a human at one point so they definitely took went to great lengths to humanize merlin in this storyline.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this was definitely the let's let's get in touch with Merlin because now he's going to be around more cuz right. you're left with Oliver getting back into town just in time. Right. And uh, coming to the realization that, you know, speaking about training montages, he needs to... Train more. Train more with Merlin to figure out how to actually beat Raza ghoul Which, yeah, Which, was a bit,
1: little bit contrived, yeah. but... Yeah. But also, it, gave, it gave us a reason, to, you, why the hell would Thea hang out with this guy? He's like, oh, he actually has a couple of redeeming qualities. Yeah.
4: Well, and it also gave... Gave the team another reason to have friction between them, you know, between the group who doesn't want to have anything to do with Merlin, no matter what, because they don't want to turn into him. And then the one who sees, you know, the greater good, basically.
1: And I like the fact that they turned him down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Said, we've considered your offer to team up against the big bad. And oh, hell no. Decided
4: to go with someone else. We're
1: we're passing. (laughs) Yeah. Arsenal voted in favor. Yep. After the, the... uh, impassioned speech on Merlin's behalf f- from Thea, his uh, former love interest. Mm-hmm. So there's some internal friction there. So we, should, you know, we should have done this. We shouldn't have done this. A, right. a reinforcement of the arsenal as loose cannon kind of guy who's more likely to make the bad decision. Um, Cynthia DePerdosic, he's been kind of Mr. Stability in this situation with Oliver gone. Yes, and with Oliver returning, you know. Okay, so what's the difference between them? It's like okay, Arsenal still has this reckless side and is still the less controlled, less developed of them. In case you go colorblind and start forgetting which one's which.
4: Well, and you should, and he should be. You know, he's had less training, right? Just because he's got the super serum doesn't mean that he's has any training at all. So he can hit something hard,
1: but he's got the suit.
4: Right. Let's get the yeah. red but,
1: leather, dude. But hey. I
4: think that that's how it should be. You know, yeah. he should have less training. He should be the one yeah. that has more questions that's less mature. Than, well, that's yeah, always know, the, the role
1: that that character has filled is the, uh, you know, what if Oliver Queen were more of a douchebag? <laughs> right. Well, I mean... And I don't
4: think you, he's a douchebag. Oh, he
1: can be. Just what if you What if you were...
4: Oliver Queen can be a pretty big douchebag. Yeah. Oh,
1: you know it. In fact, the, the, the version of him in the TV series is so much nicer than some of the comic (laughs) renditions. You go watch Green Arrow written by Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He is a complete ass. Yep. Hilarious ass, like Deadpool-level ass hattery, but still an ass.
0: Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I thought this one was... From a writing standpoint, a lot of the episode was pretty weak. But again, I think they were just saddled with this really contrived storyline. for Brick. They're impatient. Um, I think the
1: writers are impatient to have their super team assembled. Yeah,
0: they want all, and maybe that's what they're they're trying to drive to. But I thought, especially at the end, where Felicity basically eviscerates Mm -hmm. Oliver at the end with. uh, their relationship status Mm -hmm. and you know his him coming back and saying you know after she was basically the one saying there's no way in hell oliver would ever work with this guy him coming back and his first thing saying i'm working with work with malcolm yep um that was good and you know obviously we're we're in the gilligan period for the next episode but the next episode was so much stronger to me it like really got it back on track good because we need to yeah, like, it, it, I, yeah. That, that, that one I haven't awesome. watch. It was I was so happy yeah. to watch the next episode. It's like okay, we had a little huntress esque period here, yeah. <laughs> and now now we're back to the good. Can we get back I on form? You please call
4: all the bad ones huntress. Yeah, basically, anytime something bad happens,
0: it's a huntress because episode.
1: that that episode that section of episodes just set the bar the low bar so yeah low. it was low. so
0: bad and she was such a bad actress yeah. uh, just didn't didn't feel feel like she was in the role at all no, no. She, uh, she was showing up and cashing a paycheck so yeah. speaking about storylines that don't make much sense <laughs>
1: <laughs> how about that flash
0: uh, so yeah, now we go to the wacky world of the flash mm-hmm. <laughs> Which uh, is
4: more loose and fancy free than the yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Logic is kind of a suggestion, and than, than rather than well, a hard fast let's, rule. Let's 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 rewind a yes.
1: week where we were talking about his powers being yes. so variable. So we were going from the can't move fast enough just to pull guns out of dudes' hands a while ago. Yes. To I'm just gonna grab that bullet out of the air and pull it out of my neck. Yeah. A bullet he doesn't even see coming. coming. Right. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he, he. I don't know if he hears it he coming the, or yeah. what's going to, on.
1: And they even n- drop the line of, I guess I'm way faster than a speeding bullet. Right. It's like, really? You um, went really? there?
0: <laughs> and speaking about variable powers, uh, yeah. the teleporting girl. Yes. She kind of like like they set the stage early, like right at the beginning, mm-hmm. where she's using a telescope yep. and she's using that to line a sight where she teleports to. I like that. It's a great, great a, idea. Great idea. Perfectly uh, you gives know, her weakness. Gives yep. her weakness, which is good. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. She's just showing clever ways around it. Mm-hmm. And then for most of the episode, they go what from what I can tell, completely away from her doing that at right. all. She kind of blinks wherever she wants. And there's a couple, like, there's the time where the police raid happens at the thugs, you know, her boyfriend's turning the money in, the police right. raid uh, the thugs uh, uh, crew, and she vanishes, but she vanishes in a warehouse, mm-hmm. which means the police are still there, and she can't go any farther than she can see, so how did she get
1: out of there? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will give them that one, because I could... I can... She
4: probably had to pop... Five or six times in order to get out.
1: Right, I just assumed she popped next to a window, yeah, and the then looked out and popped out. Okay, so that I I was able to suspend disbelief for all the fight scenes and just assumed that she was glancing around quickly, and it, within the framework that they established for her power set, that made complete sense. They could the person could appear to be popping wherever they want. Yeah. Because you're not used to someone vanishing in front of you. Sure. Um, sure. I can see that. And it was a, a good counterpoint for Barry's powers. Yeah. Because you know, at the speed of thought, she could initiate a teleport. And the little bit with the knife fight with her was good, u- good use of the ability, where she would yes. pop immediately behind him and already be slashing. And it's like, okay, hey, I can believe that she would be able to surprise the Flash. Yeah. Because oh, she yeah. wouldn't know what vector to move on. Um so as far as the the metahuman o the week, this one was a pretty good
0: one. It was a strong counterpoint to his powers. It at least gave somebody who was at his level. And then we have the B story. Which one are we talking? Are we talking <laughs> about
1: Cisco? Uh, actually, we, Cisco did, we, did, we did. We did have was. two B stories, really. I mean, the the Cisco B story is really all about the setup for next week. Yeah, and
0: this was unbelievable. I think in my mind. <laughs> The fact that literally almost the next shot they go to of him for the first shot, him being I'm never letting you out of this cage. You're ne- no, you're never getting, you're never out, getting, getting out of cage. here. And literally like five seconds later, he's like, so if I let you out of this cage, uh-huh.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the first thing, the first thing girl said to me was like, did the door even close? Like, yeah, like even all the shutting
0: the door on his cell. And like, did he even get it down before he raised it back up and said, OK, when I let you out of here now? <laughs> No, that, that had all the feels of
1: a Joss Whedon kind of a moment of yeah. closing the door. And we'll open it back up. again. But now, let's talk more about this getting get you what out of the cage animal. thing. Yeah. And the other thing that drove me nuts is, you know, previously they had used the MacGuffin of him having something embedded in his ear canal. Right. Mm-hmm. And he'd done that right in front of people. Yeah. Last episode where he was being captured. Oh, yeah. And they didn't search him for another one. Yeah. Because he magically produced one out of his ear to surprise Cisco to escape at the end. But not before dropping the knowledge bomb of what's going on with Firestorm. Yeah. Um, which is the whole purpose of that B story was to advance the... Um, that hey, plot line. That yeah. plot line and reveal that they're, they're sticking with the original Firestorm idea, which was the two different people, the, the young guy and the older professor joined into a single being. Right. Um, so they're sticking close to Canon with that one.
0: Yeah. And it's an interesting story. And yeah. obviously the, the following episode is very much about that. Well, um, yeah. Cause I mean, the, the, I haven't seen that one yet,
1: but the title is the nuclear man. Yeah. Which right. is so, the subtitle of every firestorm issue: is Firestorm,
0: the nuclear man. Right. So it's, it's a good storyline. I'm is. happy they're pursuing that one. Mm-hmm. um, you know, you got a little more humanization of Doctor Snow, yeah, uh, because she's really been not very well fleshed out, yeah. not very well, well acted either. Unfortunately, I think they gave her uh, a fun episode with her and Barry going on a quasi date. Yeah. Well,
4: they they were going out as friends to have some yeah, fun because having, they both knew they were yeah. both hopeless.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. so I mean, I'm a little annoyed because it felt like a total redo of Barry and Felicity Smoke. Yes. Because they both have a, a nearly identical conversation, right? Uh, exactly. What's wrong with I, us? What's wrong hey. with us? Hey. there was more romantic underpinnings with Felicity and sure, here, of course, where they actually yes. they, they both kind of felt a spark, yeah. which is completely
0: absent between these two. Right, um, it's not not quite there. You get a little sense that maybe she's starting to consider it right. towards the end. He's but still
1: carrying a torch for,
0: but I she's recall. also yeah. I mean her her fiance is sort of alive still. Yes, and so you even though still her, that her, her line this time was, I, I you, he's he's
1: there. You told me they're merged, and it's the doctor right. in his body, so he's dead, and I'm going to try to move on. Just in time for him to show up and say, "No, we're both in here." and... Uh, yeah, I'm not actually dead. You can you can you know, just who's in charge of the body right now?
0: Yeah. So, but I mean, Barry gets gets some game thrown at him. so yeah, that's good.
4: Yeah, and Barry can sing.
0: Yeah. Who yeah. knew? He did a good job on that. Uh, Doctor uh, Snow uh, cannot sing. Um, huh?
1: <laughs> Doctor Snow can't sing.
4: Doctor Snow cannot. sing. No, I mean, they picked like the cheesiest yeah. karaoke song for a couple ever. But yeah.
1: Yeah. summer loving. What's wrong with that?
4: Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I love that song, <laughs> but. Pretty, it's pretty, pretty it's the one everyone picks to me as a couple.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it, they're moving the story along. It yeah. was mm-hmm. this is definitely kind of an in-betweener episode with a a very formulaic um, monster of the week. Right. Where it was the uh, girlfriend beholden to the jailed boyfriend. Um, doing everything for for her man and then winding up you know she's in and he's out at the end and right. she
0: still loves him
1: yeah yep. don't take him i love him
0: yeah uh, yeah so he now
4: do she left me but i love him
0: this this is the best part to me of the episode so it gets to the very end and you have the reveal that somebody's been writing Grod on the uh, oh, wall. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. They're still
1: Down they're in the build- sewer, building Gorilla Grodd.
0: Grodd. Gorilla Grodd shows up and jacks a couple <laughs> sewer workers. Yep. My initial reaction was, because I, I know of DC Comics, I went, oh, wow, they're bringing in Gorilla Grod. This could be cool. Mm-hmm. Dax's initial reaction is somebody who does not know DC Comics.
1: Uh-huh was a bit different. <laughs> well, see, you, Daxa, you would have missed the breadcrumbs that have already been dropped. Yes. Which yes. was the empty cage with the Grodd license plate hanging over it in the wreck of the particle accelerator. And then there was also a flashback with Dr. Evil Pants talking to something in a cage and apologizing for how he had been treated yeah. uh, when he was rescuing him from another evil doctor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So,
4: my, my, I think my reaction was more like really. She's really? like,
0: "What is this? What is Grodd?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's a super intelligent gorilla." She's like, "Super intelligent what? T- talking gorilla."
4: Yeah. <laughs> really. That's what we're going with this week: talking monkeys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now they've been building that one slowly, so I, I think they have big plans for Gorilla Grodd
0: to be a, a <laughs> major. He's a major villain. is. A, I would say a pretty high up there I, villain. I
4: get that, but you, you know, I have always had issues with things like. Him and the, the lizard guy from uh, S- Spider-Man. Oh, the lizard.
0: The lizard, yeah. The lizard,
1: yeah. <laughs> the lizard,
4: yeah. So,
1: Stan Lee, not big on uh, creative naming. No. I just... Spider-Man, I, the I, lizard. I, I
4: can't do it, man. I mean, I can't look at a big gorilla and be like, oh. Other what, than the fact that he could rip me apart because he's a crazy animal. Well, he is... I can't be like... He's oh, all that he's and super evil. intelligent. Yeah, I just yeah. My, my only
0: problem now is I keep Doesn't like superimposing the 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 super intelligent monkey from Futurama. Yes, on. <laughs> yes. How uh, was it, Doctor? Oh God, <laughs> I can't remember his name.
4: <laughs> I the keep on pro- per- thinking of Mojo Jojo, Professor
1: Banjo, Mojo Jojo. <laughs> no, it's two. Pro- you're thinking of Professor Banjo with the orangutan, right?
0: Yes, Professor Banjo, <laughs> um, or the angry, the evil <laughs> monkey that lives in Chris's closet on Family uh, <laughs>
1: No, what I think they're, they're, they're trying to cash in on here by choosing Grodd from the pantheon of, of baddies is that I think they're trying to stand on the shoulders of Planet of the Apes.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: Because eh. many, <laughs> many of his plot lines involve raising an army of simians against homo sapiens. Right. So they may be going down that road. We'll, we'll see where the slow burn gets us. But yeah, this is another crumb on the trail of, of Gorilla Grodd showing up. Uh, in in Barry verse,
0: yeah, I mean he's and and again I think you know with the Flash especially even though he has variable power levels, yeah. for him to be challenged, his most challenging adversaries are the ones that can outthink him,
1: and that's and Grodd and, and That's what has Graw that in space. brings to the table,
0: yeah. So, if, if they play it that
4: monkeys. way, well, well,
1: I
0: know. Well, he's a big gorilla.
1: It's
4: right, still. They so may he's be a big doing monkey. this
1: very deliberately, very deliberate head fake, where you think that he's going to be a physical challenge for our hero.
4: No, oh, I get that he's intelligent. I just... I mean, it, well, does, he, it doesn't do it for me, I it guess. Be, it's never done it for me. Yeah.
1: If, if they do it right, it could be the total surprise and weakness that they prey upon is, is Barry doesn't take him seriously. Right. It's like, you're, you're a gorilla. Oh, wow, it can talk. Hey, great. Oh, wait, your evil plan just crumbled my world around my ears yeah. because you were 55 steps ahead of me. Right. Crap. We'll see. Yep.
4: Yeah, it could yeah. be. It
1: could be oh, horrifyingly bad too. We'll, again, we'll see. I guess.
4: Sure. Though, like I said, it's just not. You know, it's not my bag. But yeah. uh, it's yeah. not my
1: bag, baby. It's not bag, my bag, baby.
4: baby.
1: <sighs> 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 Swedish penis enlarging pump. They're really my bag. By
4: that's not my bag either. <laughs> I don't happen to have a penis. By Austin Danger
1: Powers. Ah, uh, but anyway. Um, and a, a sideline on the. Uh, television front. Um, after a, a week episode, uh, Agent Carter has kind of re- returned to form. So I can, again, recommend that that's definitely worth uh, worth picking up between uh, between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. seasons. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, oh, well, is returning soon. I saw an article that they're bringing uh, Jamie Alexander back in for another episode featuring featuring Sif later this season. We'll see if oh. they have...
4: link. Um Live action, um, Arsenal would make a good link. And I'm just saying he would make a good link. I was who, thinking who about would, it while I was watching the episode. Who would Arsenal from Arsenal. Arrow?
1: Okay, you have to blonde him up a lot. Yeah,
4: yeah, but you can blonde him up. But he's got the you know the facial features. He's very angular. Yeah, he, he could be, and he already uses a bow. So there you go. Yeah
1: you know, the the lady who plays the uh, the the healer lady, the the ex wife of uh,
4: Oh yeah yeah huh.
1: She got a Freaky skull, cellular structure going on there. She
4: does, yeah, but she's she's very unique. She's got oh, like God. these little teeny weeny pouty lips,
1: and the and, but the and huge really, I cheekbones. I mean, she's almost like gray alien dimensions to her face.
4: Yeah, A triangular like
1: face. It, it's striking.
4: It's very striking. I like but her face. Like
1: wow, you're wow. What is going on there? Uh, is this CG? Have they all you know? She, she, it's really. I, I understand why she gets the roles because she's definitely striking. Yeah, she's, she's unforgettable. Uh, definitely got luck to her. So maybe watch, glow her up and make her play. Uh, what's the name of the fairy in uh, the the Zelda series? The annoying. Oh, I, I is,
4: don't know. I don't play Zelda.
1: Remember? Grail, help I me out to, here.
4: I have to get into that.
1: Who's the annoying blinky glowy fairy? Is the Grale,
4: annoying blinky glowy. Is, is Grail
1: away from microphone?
4: Oh, yes. No, he's away from the microphone for a second. <laughs> it's
1: like, Why is Grail so silent? He normally can't yes, keep his You
4: mouth know shot. what? I beat him up. I gagged him. I told him to shut up. I kill I'll kill kill you. kill <laughs> you i do not know who the little glowy fairy is.
1: Nah, the, um, so in the blink and if, if you blink, you would have missed it uh, mm-hmm. category, there was a premiere pilot episode of a Wheel of Time Yes, the the Robert Jordan that Wheel of Time series that was Navi is
4: it Navi? Sorry, Navi. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There you go.
1: She could. She could be Navi.
4: See, I can uh, Google like the best of them.
1: There you go. Um. So we've we've spoken before mm-hmm. on this show about how certain things get filmed and created solely so that certain production companies can retain rights to produce characters. So there was the Roger Corman. Fantastic Four that he was paid a million dollars to not release um, because it was horrifyingly bad but it was good enough for them to retain the rights to the Fantastic Four and this is another example of that uh, a, they made a short program that was released premiered with no announcement no promotion whatsoever late at night one uh, thirty am eastern time on FXX and it was a it was you know, referred to as a series pilot. but It was basically a prologue for a Wheel of Time series. It was produced, produced solely so that the company involved could renew their rights to the Wheel of Time series. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and it was. Frighteningly bad.
4: Really? Did you watch it? I
1: skimmed it. Yeah. <laughs> I skimmed through the video a little bit. And, no. And you know, was
0: like, ooh.
1: <sighs> yeah. I mean, it was clearly, it did, it did exactly what it said on the tin, which was just legit enough to <laughs> legally renew the rights for Red Eagle Entertainment, the company that has their, their stranglehold on it.
4: Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, really?
1: And it was, it was only aired because it, was, it ran during a period of time where it's normally infomercial time. Yeah. <laughs> so the basically the company paid to just you know, get this on the air so they could say that it, it was aired on a major network. You
0: know at, at one thirty in the morning during infomercials. <laughs> um. That's the. the, It's a great commentary on the state of our copyrights today. (laughs)
4: Seriously, yeah,
0: I love the subtitle on this uh, Ars Technica
1: article. Halfway down is "What the hell is this crap?" Yeah, (laughs) explaining why this exists. The next and the next subtitle is "High disapproval." It's like, yep, yeah, I love it just and, and it's already of course been copied onto YouTube and, and they and they're not trying to take it down they don't care they've it did yeah. what it needed to do it kept the
0: rights in, in their hot little hands yep poor <sighs> Billy Zane <laughs>
1: how the mighty have fallen you know yeah I anything for a paycheck um, Yes. and Billy Zane yes that Billy Zane as Ishmael acts more like the godhood obsessed betrayer of hope in the books and more like the cat from Titanic right <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cal. That, from that sucks. Time, that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty bad. No, I, this was like Phantom level acting from him. Like,
0: ooh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, you, you you blacked that one out, hadn't you?
0: Yeah, indeed. Mm. I I honestly have blacked out most of Billy Zane's work. So. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's
4: so bad.
1: That was, that's, that's so weird, and it, it was the whole come out of nowhere thing because it, you know, it wasn't on the schedule, and it wasn't there were no advertisements. It wasn't. It wasn't a TV show that was produced to act as a TV show does, but, you know, of course, the Internet, the all-seeing eye, took note of it and said, hey, look over here, check this out, this little little sneaky thing they're
0: trying to do over here. Yeah, it, I mean, and it's so strange, because you think with how well Lord of the Rings and now The Hobbit Mm -hmm. have done, and how strong Game of Thrones is going, that, you know, the wheel of time kind of the middle ground, I think, between those two ideas of what fantasy should be. Whereas it has some of the political intrigue and the the more personal stuff happening, a la Game of Thrones. But it also has a lot of fantasy element. I it has magic. It Absolutely. has you know these uh, uh, monsters and stuff like that in there as well.
4: well yeah, you think if there was a time to go for it, this yeah. would be the time to go for it.
1: Yeah. Well, this the one of the things that, that I was annoyed the most about uh, the Jordan novels was before going off the rails, his magic system was really fascinating. Yeah. Yes, it a, was. Sidene, Sidar. Right. Male, female aspects to the one power, one half of it being uh, corrupted Um <laughs> great ideas mm-hmm. and then we got you know the books that span you know one whole day and all that crap and just shoot me now
0: well then he introduced something called the true source and as that, well. that's
1: it's, and yeah. that you, you have nailed precisely when I threw the book down and never reopened it yep as soon as the line and he tore open the fabric of the pattern and stepped out of it the book hit the floor and I have not read a word of that since that line yeah, it's let's like, you it. threw away your own Bible, and are changing the rules midstream. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm no longer going with you on this journey. And- Especially,
4: I think, mostly because he had such hard and fast rules. Exactly. You know? If it were if they were a little more flexible and 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 kind of like in the Dresden series, where the rules are a little more flexible as what you can do with them. Um, with your intellect you can reach new heights you can do new things but his rules were so cut and dry but even even with
1: that there was so much he could do within that framework oh absolutely He he didn't need this extra stuff he hadn't explored everything he had already created
0: well and it felt more like especially i mean i stopped at i think it was called crown of swords Mm -hmm. um Mainly because, A, that book was just a complete rehash of the previous book. Yes. And then, B, I couldn't understand the last fight in it at all. Like, the it just didn't make sense. Yeah, I there was, like, a bird
4: I, fly. Yeah, there was just these random
0: sentences and ran wins. And I'm mm. like, what in the hell happened? Well, just, well, what? Just what? Yeah. And then the next book, when I kind of, I mean, I read a, a little bits and pieces about what happened in there. And I was like... No, I'm not dealing with this. This this feels like Robert Jordan is basically saying, "I want to make this series go longer than it should." Right.
4: (laughs) Pretty much.
1: So. Pretty much exactly. Uh, So sneakily, when you guys weren't paying attention, someone has joined us on the call. Who's calling?
5: This is true. Hey, true. How you doing? Pretty good.
1: So what have we what have we done to set you off?
5: Well, it's like uh, I didn't know if you noticed. You saw this little development on the Wheel of Time. I'm pseudo-pilot this morning, oh, but really? apparently uh, Red Falcon, or whoever the hell they are, mm-hmm. have now sued Robert Jordan's widow for defamation. But really?
1: Because she said nasty things about their little uh, pseudo... Um, yep. This is, wow. this is, this is just... I think,
5: yeah, I think they can basically kiss their, any sort of any servers they have goodbye at this point. Yeah. Because as soon as that hits, hits far enough from the fan, the... Uh, Low, low ion cannons, or whatever they are, are going to basically decimate their servers.
1: <laughs> it's just. Uh, I, I'm assuming all they're really angling for is somebody to come and buy the rights from them for a pretty penny. Probably. Because they have no hope of ever developing it into anything worthwhile with the resources they have to hand. And especially now with the. This, this would be like. Um, God, who did the um, Lord of the Rings? Uh. uh Peter Jackson Paul, Peter Jackson thank you It'd be like him you know taking the already contentious relationship that he had with the Tolkien estate who was very resistant to all things being developed and deliberately you know putting out press releases criticizing them right he, instead you know they walked a very fine line of, of trying to get as much approval as they could from them knowing they were never going to get full approval from them but not spark an all out war and now Red Eagle is just going, ah, sue the bitch. Oh. Like they're they're,
0: they're headline-grabbing at this point. Uh, well, I'm sure they yep. need to make back the money they spent on buying the infomercial time slots.
5: Exactly. <laughs> I got yeah, 20 bucks. But, you
0: got 20 bucks.
5: But yeah. I, I, I think about it. Uh, how would you – heaven? you said it yourself. The books are not – are long as hell, and they're good. They're long, but the timing – the pacing is ridiculous. I mean – If you want to do movies, you would do like three movies just covering the first book.
1: Well, if you had said that to me before the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I would have agreed with you. I have seen that the unadaptable can be adapted and can be entertaining. Absolutely. And can be sometimes more entertaining than the book. Because, yeah, way more entertaining. I mean, Lord of the Rings, as enshrined it is and as a big part of my formative years as it was...
4: There were some parts that we could have done without.
1: It's yeah. not really all that readable once you get into the two towers. It mm-hmm. starts to seriously drag. I would literally just skip entire chapters of Sam and Frodo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the going nowhereness, and he was illustrating their long, slow slog through terrible terrain. And they needed to go slowly so the other pieces could move into place on the board, but that makes for some pretty freaking boring reading. Oh yeah.
5: oh, yeah. And they could comprise Knife of Dreams and Crown of Swords and Winter's Heart into one movie, no problem. Yes. And take a lot of fluff out of it.
1: They could remove entire story elements. I mean, the, the Aiel could be removed from the story as far as I'm concerned, and you wouldn't lose the damn thing.
5: Well, I mean, uh, sadly... You, unfortunately, you haven't, La- you haven't read the Sanderson books. Did they
1: actually like so, use oh, them for something yes. useful?
5: Yeah. The, uh, the Aiel become extremely key to the, the Sanderson books.
1: Okay. That's
5: good. Uh, so they are, I, I will encourage you to go back and get through knife of dreams because once you Sanderson takes over the, the pacing goes to overdrive.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah, I, may, I, may do like, it on, I may do it, it on up. audible. Um, but I mean, you could re- honestly, at least unless he Sanderson resurrects this, you could remove the entire white cloaks because Jordan basically got bored of them around, uh, Path of Daggers, Crown of Swords era. Once
5: again, once again, they were the. There was a lot of white cloak in the Sanderson novels. Okay,
0: so I mean, he seems to take the threads that Jordan looked like he was kind of done with, and at least resurrected them. So that's and, good.
5: Yes, and he tied everything up very nicely.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those ones I'd love to go back and try to finish, but I only have I mean I feel like I would have to reread the series to kind of reground myself and I was kind of looking on some message boards about it like and I was looking at the Sanderson's book and somebody mentioned uh Nineveh pulling her hair braid yeah, and I went mm-hmm. I can't handle that anymore I, I it was hard enough to get through one time I'm I'm done with that
4: Oh <laughs> that was actually every other every other paragraph was she
0: should have me. no hair <laughs> 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 uh, a bald mild, mild
5: spoilers she does end up getting involuntary haircut if you catch if you get my dress. thank
0: god because <laughs> she was she his writing of women was Horrible. a piece of work these gals were hard to, to read hard every to read. single one yeah moraine was the only one that i could stand only one
1: yeah yeah did she ever make a triumphant return and save the day?
5: Yes. I thought yeah, she
0: might. Her and uh what's her face she've tumbled through the portal with.
1: Oh, well, um
0: the dark one. Yeah, the, uh, the, the really the badass uh
1: Lilith. Yeah. she was the one who, she was one who showed up in a new body, a female yeah. wielding Sidene, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. She 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 didn't she came she had to get resurrected. Nah. Yeah. Well, right.
1: i remember i mean i didn't read through but I, they they had laid the groundwork of the bad one being back in in a new body right that was her but wielding sidine instead of sidar
5: yeah no that was no you're you're getting you're getting your uh, people mixed up for, forsaken confused okay, okay.
1: Oh, okay. yeah see that yeah, yeah that's see that tells right. you how, we, we how long we've just ago. illustrated I mean, the point it's yeah. been
4: forever since i've read those books
1: all right so uh, that brings us handily to a break You are listening to Casually Hardcore live on alphageekradio.com. I've got uh, another track from this last year's Wootstock 6.0. This is Marion Carl doing Elementary, which is kind of a a, a love song to uh, Bandersnatch Cumberbund in all of his various forms, uh, Dragon included. We shall return
2: right after this. This is Justin Robert Young. From the Weird Things Podcast. You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. This is
3: a song about dragons. This is a song about St. George and the dragon. This is a song about Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock Holmes as St. George killing the dragon. And also, he is the dragon and it's complicated. You'll get the idea. This is called Elementary. Elementary, my dear, said St. George to the maiden as he drove his halberd home. The worm was weak in the small of his throat, miss. It fluttered when he spewed smoke. So I knew he would follow you tame as a kitten when properly tied and subdued. Yes, with pressure just there, miss, he could not resist you. A poor dragon, I must conclude. The princess looked down at the scaly corpse And she found that she had to agree For the dragon was less than the legends at all Thin and fiery, but not much meat Smaller up close, all grimy and gory With dull claws and teeth all brown I see, said the princess My fear was a dragon, not this lizard on the ground He said, it's not the task it's the risk, it's the lightning overhead. It's not the crime, it's the crash, the electric earthbound thread. When the truth strikes true and the light hits you and you wake up not dead yet, you must follow the fire. Thank you, my dear Said St. George to the maiden As she offered him her glove I require no token, miss No favor at all I do not do this for love The princess felt slighted And frowned in frustration At her savior's Just coldness Why you calculate away all your fear She said, sir I can see you have no true boldness Perhaps, said St. George with a smile Or is it that a dragon's a problem to solve? You can calculate risk But the truth of it is There is nothing so stirs the pulse When the graceful solution electrifies you Then the world looks all wild and new Oh, you needed me for to slay a dragon But we both need dragons too It's not the task It's the risk, it's the lightning overhead It's not the crime, it's the crash The electric earthbound thread When the truth strikes true and the light hits you and you wait dragon was killed there were huts to rebuild scorched city walls to replace the king begged him to stay but he galloped away for saint george was possessed by the chase (laughs) hey this is veronica belmont from vaginal fantasy and you are listening to alpha geek radio
1: Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Uh, so, a tangent alert. Um, Grail, you were just saying that you got out to see Jupiter Ascending?
0: Yeah. So, the way this one worked out was we had a friends asking us to go out and uh, see a movie. And I was given the choice between Jupiter Ascending and the SpongeBob SquarePants <clears> movie. And apparently you chose poorly. I chose poorly. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean this was Wing Commander. Wow, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Wing Commander Dungeons and Dragons love Holy that them's fighting words, you sure? Yeah. Wow. Am, from the, from the Wachowskis. Damn. I it was it was such a hot mess. I can't can't even begin to to really catalog how bad it was. My best analogy is that somebody came to the brothers and said, I have these storyboards of art that show a bunch of scenes. They look really cool. And they went, oh, my God, that looks so good. And then somebody said, hey, I got some music I can put on that. And they went, oh, my God, this is great. Let's start filming. And then (laughs) then at some point in time they realized we might need a script. (laughs) And it kind of became, let's just ab-lib it and see what oh, happens. God, that's like Highlander 2. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, it was like, you know, for, for Jupiter being, uh, oh, God, Meg's character, uh, whose name escapes me right now, the, the main lead female in right. it. Right. Uh, Mila, Mila Kunis. Kunis. Uh, kind of a step backwards for female heroines. Basically, she spends the entire movie being rescued by Channon uh, Tatum's dog boy. Uh, yeah, it it was I mean the villains were just hokey. It was so bad. And even the special effects you just are sort of like just let's move on. <laughs> like and it was long too. That was the other thing that killed me. It's like when is this movie going to end? Maybe it just felt that way. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely worth not watching in the theater. Don't pay money for it. Uh it could be fun with a group of friends to just bash on.
1: That's, I mean, I kind of, as soon as I saw them moving it from a hot summer release date to a dumping ground February release date, Yeah, I knew something had gone wrong.
0: Yeah, it, it went really, really wrong. Cause, so
1: Because they, they, they had, they had uh, the excuse of, well, we need more time to render the effects sequences. And it's like, no, if the rendering yeah. wasn't going to be done time, you would never have set the initial date. Yeah, something else is wrong. So I thought this was like a World War Z kind of moment. We're gonna we're gonna rewrite and reshoot the third act entirely, or
0: yeah, it's just bad, and we're not gonna. At least World War Z gave you two thirds of a decent movie, right. though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so, sorry to hear that. Yeah. So, oh well. The well, uh, just can't catch a break. It seems. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to checking out the was it Kingsman? Yeah, that's supposed to be a rip-roaring good time. Yeah, so excited for that one, Uh, but yeah, stay away from Jupiter Ascending at all possible cost.
1: (sighs) So, in the combo meal, never would have predicted this slash told you so column, Mm -hmm. uh, the money talks deal has been struck, and in a deal, strangely, involving no money, Spider-Man will be making his way back into the mainstream Disney controlled Marvel cinematic universe.
0: Yeah. Who'd a thunk it? Well, and I mean you know, part of me has to go, how how much motivation was behind Sony looking at what Fox or what Marvel was doing to Fox? Yeah, I bet
1: you that was mixed in there too about the oh you got your new Fantastic Four movie. Let's stop the the publication of the title and forbid you to make toys.
0: Right, and we're going to basically change X Men into humans mm-hmm. and leave you kind of in the wind on we all your properties. Don't need you, but Fox is in a position of power
1: where they, with Singer back on board, oh yeah, have a profitable. franchise underway that has righted many of the wrongs that had taken them off the rails Yes, and has momentum going forward. Now, Age of Apocalypse, or X-Men Apocalypse, will make or break their forward momentum.
0: Uh, Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the strongest thing they did was the casting of uh, Charles Xavier and Magneto. Yes, the 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 young young versions. They nailed that. Out of the park. Yeah, and are- that was the, the key to kind of the, – they're the linchpins basically of their, their universe. Now, even though Wolverine shows up everywhere, right. really it's those two characters that are the ones that will bring the X-Men forward.
1: And Patrick Stewart won't be in Apocalypse, but Ian McKellen will. So we will have an excuse to see old Magneto for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, they're sticking with their guns of, hey, let's make it a period piece. This is going to be an 80s throwback. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be sections of it that are in the 80s, like sections were in the 70s. And it's fun. Or I like 60s 70s. Um, but the interesting deal is you know, no cash has changed hands here. No. They merely have said, let us bring Spidey over here for an undisclosed future MCU movie. <laughs> Civil War. Yeah. Um, and you can take some Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe characters over to the Spider-Man franchise, and then you keep the money you make on your movie that we're going to infuse with creative uh, people to help you make it as good as it can be. Yeah. And we'll keep the movie from our we'll keep the money from our movie over here that you let us use Spider-Man in and just. That way, nobody's paying nobody for nothing. We're just moving character
0: rights back and forth. Um, right. And then you keep the cash. And the thought being that everybody's trying to make the best movies the exact, possible. It's a tremendous because...
1: incentive to make them kick-ass movies.
0: Yeah. Because
1: they're still – you know the money they make and, – and that's where Sony was weak is from Spider-Man the, – the original Spider-Man 3 forward, mm-hmm. the franchise is never really – Regained the huge original Spider-Man movie. No, and they feel like okay, we're, we're, we didn't turn the corner like Fox did with Days of Future Past. Yeah, and while Andrew Garfield nailed the role, he was not given the greatest scripts to work with, and and the the particular the fatigue with origin stories we're getting. Yeah. And the retconning that they put into the Parker origin story with yeah. mom and
0: dad being Oscorp. Please. Right. Him possibly being. I mean, I never saw the second one, Neither so I don't know. I, I don't know where they went with it. Before. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and, and that, that kind of sums it up right there. Right. The two members of their target audience. could not We could not be bothered.
0: No. no. Um, it's, it just didn't have any interest for me. Now, Spider-Man interacting with the Avengers. That's interesting. That I will be on now. And of course, the, the the nerdiverse has
1: been all afire with, but which Spider-Man will it be? Will we get Peter Parker or will it be Miles Morales? Right. And if you look at the agreement, it specifically says the words Peter Parker. There you go. <laughs> there was and actually they- no mystery there. It will be Peter Parker. It will yeah. just be a new actor in the role. And for the love of God, let's just have him be an established character. Let's not have another origin story.
0: Yeah, he needs to just show up. Show and up,
1: like,
0: hi, welcome. You know, you know, I'm right, sorry, I missed right. the Battle
1: in New York. I was uh, on vacation.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> taking shots down in uh, the Savannah. Yeah. So So we'll see where that leads. But that was that was
1: uh, quite the interesting bit of news.
0: Yeah, it, it's exciting news. I'm I'm happy to see them incorporate. You know that that's a good chunk of their universe. Obviously, X Men, Fantastic Four. That's a chunk as well, but doesn't seem like that's happening anytime soon. And it certainly has not hurt uh,
1: Marvel Disney at all. Right. Because that may have saved them from overburdening their movies with too damned many characters. Yeah. I mean, because Avengers are already a freaking ensemble movie that they had to bring in the guy who knows to do how to do large ensembles, Joss Whedon, to pull right. off. Right, um, right. Because that, that is difficult to do and and do justice to all the characters yeah and he's pretty masterful at that art of of everybody has a story arc everybody has something interesting to do and happen to them yeah and everyone comes out the other end changed right we have that damn many characters and we're talking about you know including Nick Fury and Maria Hill and agent Coulson not just the headline superhero types that's some that's some juggling. That is a lot of balls in the air, and I think it's one of the reasons why Avengers was so successful.
0: Oh yeah, no, and that's just on the hero side, right. and he still had to juggle an interesting villain as right. well, and so. even a
1: recycled villain.
0: It, yeah, he's yeah. already got
1: strikes against like Loki again.
0: Really, right? Um, now that that speaks both to Hiddleston. To, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, it speaks to both their skills right. at, at that.
1: Well written, but the acting, you're still interested in what's he going to do next. Oh,
0: because he just, he chews on that role, mm-hmm. as they say.
1: Oh, yes. He, just, he chews mm. on the scenery. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, here's hoping. This is just such a time to be an aging comic book nerd. Oh, yeah. I was all... Did, did, did they record all of my dreams and are making them come true now?
0: Something like that. Because, yeah, I mean, we, we've we talked about DC finding at least their stride on in the television universe. Mm-hmm. Marvel now is be, be, being able to incorporate more and more. Now, I mean, again, Ant-Man, we'll see. We're waiting to see on Ant-Man. We'll we are see. waiting to see on Daredevil. Daredevil, I'm super excited for, especially because it's the whole Hell's Kitchen storyline is very self-contained to Netflix. So I have high hopes they're going to make that an interesting branch right. of the universe. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see how much the
1: characters who eventually that, – that whole set of stories culminates in the new Defenders movie. Yeah, which will that's be possible. mini miniseries. Or, I'm not sure if it's movie, but it's, they all come together as as their super group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to what degree they will be populating the background crowds in Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Because th- th- that will help them flesh out and make it feel like, okay, there's two, there's two well-thought-out and large sides to the conflict here, and each of them has their various reasons for choosing the side they do. Right. Because um, we, we had observed earlier, it's like you know, without Spider-Man and without the X-Men and with the number of super characters that they've rolled out – uh, it's not going to be a very big
0: war. And yeah. And by the time... And I mean, and it's curious because I believe, wasn't Civil War in the comic books kicked off by the New Mutants? I don't remember where. I know
1: the... Um, Speedball was the guy who yeah. caused the problem.
0: Right. Which was they basically detonated a school, as I recall. Right. was um, what really triggered the legislation and then the whole Civil War at that yeah, point. I don't remember which title
1: they began the ball rolling in. Okay. Because it, so, was, it was. It was designed to sell comics. It was a massive crossover
0: sure. nightmare. But I mean, again, and I mean, now we have to just basically put that blueprint now upon their cinematic universe, right. and you could possibly see the start of that either be the Defenders or the Inhuman esque that they're bringing into Agents of Shield.
1: Right. Because, and that's going to have to spring out of Shield because the Inhumans movie. Takes place after the Civil War movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be released after, right? But and also because of this announcement, all of the the whole Marvel release schedule for movies that weren't already finished yeah. have all shifted half a year. Oh, okay, so if it was going to be a which- July release, it's now a December release, and so all the way through, all the way down through Black Panther, everything got shoved. Which I, I take as a good sign that okay, we're going to take these extra six months. To figure out how we're going to integrate Spidey into things in a way that makes sense, um, I'd be curious to see if they if they rush and put together an after credit sequence with Spider Man to throw onto Ant Man.
0: That'd be interesting,
1: just to wet our our wet our uh, appetites. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want them to m- try and make him a story element of Ant Man. No, but w- they could do one of those unconnected to the movie we just saw. Uh, bits that they've done a few times um, they usually you know, yeah. kind of I mean like when they did that weird exchange between Fox and Sony where the X-Men Days of Future pressed teaser went into the end of the Spider-Man film right so they could do something that where at least he's in the Marvel Universe and it's an excuse to show off hey we got Spidey back nerds be excited by this little teaser um <laughs> So we'll see if something shows up in that, man. So, uh, Barry, what did we do wrong? You're calling already. Oh, I know he knows
0: who started Civil War. So
1: <laughs> Yes,
2: I can confirm it was, it was the New Warriors. New Warriors. New warriors. Not New they, Mutants. They kicked off the reason that the Superhero Registration Act had to be enacted. Right. Because they were chasing a supervillain and he went into a school and he had, I can blow myself up at will powers and leveled the school. And everyone went. Well, why are we letting these teenagers with powers just run around and fight criminals Ooh, or whatever? Right. Uh, and it, you know, it kicked off all of that stuff. And it's it it's it was ugh, I'm getting mushmouth here. <clears throat> it ran a lot of parallel lines to like the Days of Future Past. Sure, uh, let's lock up all the mutants and register them stuff. All and right. that's why, like, it's so weird to think about the Civil War without the X Men in it because they right. were like. We can't. This is a thing we've been fighting the whole time. Yeah, we right. can't like, let this happen.
0: We know about this. <laughs> right.
1: yeah. no, this, this was this, while having Peter Parker back in the MCU so we can have the Iron Spider and the whole, and he's a vital thing. He's the only damn one of them that has a secret identity. Everybody yeah. else is way out in the open. There are no secret identities in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so we can have his unmasking be a big, fat, hairy deal that we care about. None of the established other characters, like well, they're they're just everyone knows who they are. What are you talking about, except for maybe the Hulk? Um, So they they get that story element, but yeah, they really they do lose the whole persecuted minority section of the mutant population, where who have the strongest reaction to you know you will not be putting us in registration lists and concentration camps. Excuse me, we've been fighting this since the sixties.
2: Now, earlier in the show, probably right at the beginning, you were talking about the Secret Wars and how they're doing the Secret Wars again, and it's their their scheme to merge the universes. One good thing did come out of the original Secret Wars, uh, and that is how the original Spider-Man got the black costume.
1: Yeah, a so much better, more interesting way than the, the meteorite contrivance.
2: Actually, you know what? I thought the way they retconned it and said, you know, uh, some astronauts went into space, this weird goo got stuck to it, and came back down, and it was an alien symbiote uh, thing that then attached itself to Spider-Man. Made more sense than the original origin story, where he was sucked up into outer space during the Secret Wars. Dude. He tore his costume, and someone said, well, just go in that closet over there,
1: and, 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 and it'll
2: give you a new costume. And right. he came out with a, a, a 10 seconds later with a black costume on and went, oh, fancy.
1: But also, right. there, there was the bit in there where he later realized, oh, that's the costume machine. What the hell did I go to then? Yeah, he went to the symbiote dispensing machine. Obviously. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, this costume's <laughs> alive. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, the eighties. That yeah. wacky eighties. Oh, beyonder. 80s.
1: <laughs> oh, beyond-er.
2: <clears throat> Another thing I had to say uh, when you were talking about Arrow and the chick that could teleport. Yeah. It lost me when she they were in the cell and she took out the telescope and looked and teleported the dude out of, out of the prison. But she didn't just teleport them out of the prison. She teleported them into the seats in their car. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. They were standing up. And
0: that was it was actually the flash but the uh oh yeah you're the, right. the one that got me the worst was when she teleported into the armored truck yes that was where it burned. how did she manage to see into the armored truck is my question yep
2: i wanted the, their heads to get chopped off when they got teleported into that car though because that didn't make any sense
0: <laughs> yeah that would have been cool
1: too you got sus- <laughs> how are you
2: sitting in a car
1: you got to suspend your disbelief if she's able to consciously deconstruct them to the subatomic level you got to assume she's got some control over how she puts them back together again I, guess I think so.
2: Flash will really come around if they have a whole thing at the beginning of the next season where they go, oh, by the way, these are a bunch of people that got powers and then just accidentally killed themselves by misusing them. Yeah, <laughs> And we're cleaning up these messes, too, at the same time. Like, oh, this one guy found out he could turn into radioactive sludge. He did. Now he's in a bucket.
1: <laughs> and he can't get back out.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's just a bunch of radioactive sludge. We had to clean him up because it's radioactive, and that's dangerous for other people.
0: See, that's my other question about their... Uh their prison cell system that they have underneath the lab convenient. Is yes. anybody
2: in there now? The teleporter girl, right? Because it's it's mirrors well, on the teleporter
0: girl, and I think they still have the gaseous dude in there as well. But where are these people going to the bathroom? Like those aren't built with facilities. W- what are they eating? How do they get them food? Yeah, like I Wonder everyone keeps getting out. Yeah, no kidding.
2: <laughs> I have like to go to the bathroom. Oh, we didn't think of that. Hmm. Oh, he escaped.
0: That entire prison is, like, human rights violations, like, all over the place. Okay, it's run by Dr. Evil Pants, okay? I know. I
1: don't think OSHA is being invited in for tours. Ridiculous. Just saying.
0: Yes. (sighs)
2: So, (sighs) from... I do have to... uh, I I was going to call in when True beat me to the punch, though, when you are talking about the Wheel of Time. I I want, like, a geek cred, like, merit badge. I read all of those books. I did it. I finished them. No,
1: that, that's a masochism that's just, merit badge. That's the I hate myself and 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 want well, to die. I was just
2: hoping that it would come around. And Brandon Sanderson, I, I can honestly say, he finished those books. He did it. He did it, something. Barry,
1: when you're in an abusive he relationship, finished them all right. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know what? Though it was worth it just for the Matt Cawther stuff. He was such a good character, and he was so interesting. And they managed to keep him interesting even in the uh, when the other writer took over. So it's like if you could just skim past the rest of the parts and then just read the parts with Matt. it's Please, totally worth.
1: please tell me Perrin like died in a fire early in the story. Oh,
2: well, that's
0: that's why Matt was the interesting character because he's the only one that stood up to the insanely wit- written girls in yeah. the the books. Exactly. Oh yeah,
1: Fael just drove me out of my mind.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's the only one. Like, look, I'm one of the chosen ones or Tavren or whatever they were mm-hmm. called. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> uh. Um, that, that series ended for me at Lord of Chaos. Yeah. That's where and I my- can't
2: explain I can't explain what happened in that last battle. It was no. time travel.
0: Eh. <laughs> Stuff don't
1: care. <laughs> Science happened. A wizard did I- it, okay? Moving on. Uh, so this is from Polygon. Oh how the mighty have fallen. Contrite and deflated, Peter Molyneux vows to retreat and stop talking about games. Yes, that Peter Molyneux, the, the creator, ar- arguably the creator of the god game oh, genre. Easy. Yeah. Uh, from Populous on Forward. Um, also the poster child for
0: over promising and under delivering. Oh, without a doubt. And you have example upon example, Fable, Black and White. And the, the crazy thing is
1: Goddess. All good <laughs> games, except for Goddess, which is a whole other story. Right. They were all came out as fully developed good games. Fable, very successful franchise. Oh, yeah. Fun game. Just n- didn't deliver what was promised. Delivered a good game. Right. But not what it was uh, hyped up to be. Yeah. We've now slid back a bit to the not even delivering a game is the latest chapter in this uh, horror story. Yeah. Um, so there was a Kickstarter with peter molyneux name attached so you have established talent person who has delivered good games previously has a reputation and is leveraging that reputation for this kickstarter and kickstarter does very well they get their funding and then they also fund some of their stretch goals and then insert cricket noises cuz apparently not a lot happens after that to the point where they going they announce yeah it's never going to happen and the money's just hand waving hand waving gone right oh you are just giving the shadow runs of the world a bad reputation guys yeah
0: well i mean the main thing also is that he basically released a video where he apologized for the the failures and then went on to say he's handing the reins over to somebody else and he's off to go make another game right which really burned the community mm-hmm. you, know, saying, uh, you know you well, understand well I'm,
1: I'm out uh, you talk to these other people about this this whole mess yeah.
0: and plus there was a promise to uh somebody who won a contest or something I, I didn't really I haven't followed this until I've really read this article, but uh, a gentleman, Brian Henderson, who won the 22 cans curiosity mobile game challenge. He's supposed to be able to play as the God of gods in the game and actually share in some of the profits. (laughs) Well, that didn't happen. They actually stopped talking to him.
2: Lovely. Yeah. I played that curiosity game a little bit. It was really kind of a weird meta concept game. Uh, where uh, everybody in the world could log into uh, this game on their mobile devices, and it was just this giant uh, cube made of tiny cubes that you had to click on and delete. You know, everyone just chip away at this giant monolith of a thing, and once you get through a layer, uh, there'll be another cube inside that. And it's like, whoever gets to the center wins this mega weird prize, which apparently was this thing this Brian guy won. But it was like... It was mindless and it was just like enormous and like you'd be clicking on things and there was a million other people in there and all of a sudden like huge swaths of the thing would just dis- like continents of this world <laughs> vanish because it was like you were just clicking pixels from black to white. And then on the next level, they would go from blue to green. You know, it, it, it was a completely bizarre game. This is, this
1: is Twitch plays Pokemon is what it yeah. is. Uh, who thought this was a good idea? Peter he's, Molyneux.
0: Apparently, yeah.
1: He's an, he's oh, an
0: ideas god. guy. Not, not a coding guy. Whatever. <sighs> pretty much. So, yeah. So, uh, so this guy, basically, their company stopped contacting him after he won the contest. Mm-hmm. S- and then they don't have anything implemented in the game for him to be the god of gods. So it's just a pretty big hot mess. And the the best part is at the end of the article. After he says he's going to stop talking completely, he went on to give more interviews. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> which basically that's not what shutting up means, Peter. Yeah, that's uh, that pretty much sums up him in a in a nutshell. There. <sighs> so, Terrible. so previously on this show, we had talked about. Actually, Uh, let me jump in real quick. Since we were on Kickstarter, Uh I do want to really quickly say uh, Shadowrun Hong Kong hit every single stretch goal. They just went over a million dollars. And in a moment of weird sanity, their latest email said, you know, we still have 48 hours left. And people are asking us what our next stretch goals are going to be. Our next stretch goals are rainy day funds because stuff goes wrong during production production so if you give us money we swear we're going to use it to make sure we address any issues that come up that's damn fine business sense is what that is and it's like thank you that's i want my game delivered in you know the august time frame we're not going to promise you any more crazy things because we've got we already have enough yeah we know what we want to do now and everything else will just go to address the inevitable stuff that happens well, and sticking with Kickstarter for a little bit
1: more here, four days remain for you to help kickstart Exploding Kittens, a card game. Oh, yeah. For people who are into kittens and explosions and laser beams and sometimes right. goats.
2: I think there's also four days left on Unspeakable Words. Ah. Oh, it's five. Five days left on Unspeakable Words. It's the, the Cthulhu-based one, right? Ah. Yeah, the, tabletop card game, uh, they are 100 times beyond their uh, goal <laughs>
0: nice.
2: and um, <clears throat> into the $120,000 uh, stretch goal range.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, Exploding Kittens, has uh, of, of their $10,000 goal, um, have raised over $6.2 Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean,
2: look, at I'm on the Kickstarter page. That's the power them of them. the oatmeal
1: and a proven uh, card game designer. So... You don't have to worry about them not making their goal, but you might just want to get in a, and just pre-purchase the game at this point, basically. Yeah. Because it looks hilarious. And well, it's a card
2: game for people who are into kittens and explosions and landscapes
1: <laughs> And sometimes goats. And sometimes goats. And, and, <laughs> and I'm watching the ticker I- iterating here while I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay, there's another $700, okay. Uh, sometimes, always goats. And yes. Anyway. So, don't let the news of the world uh, sour you entirely on Kickstarter. Uh, not everybody is doing a stupid cash grab. Right. Some people are actually interested in trying things and doing things. Yeah. So, we talked previously on the show about the somewhat unexpected uh, spinning off of Sony Online Entertainment's divisions into. Daybreak Studios. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, okay, interesting that. Um, they they had closed down some of their cash cows. Free Realms went away. Um, and unfortunately, the follow-up information on Daybreak Studios is layoffs.
0: Yeah. Um, face of EverQuest basically got laid off. They also laid off the head of uh, Planetside 2.
1: Yeah. Which um, that was, I mean,
0: I'm not sure how financially successful I know, but Planet Side
1: 1 was not that great. Planet Side 2, I think, did better on yeah. the money side. It certainly has a ravenous fan base behind it. Um, but, yeah, some fairly high profile, I'm assuming that they were probably high dollar as well, which is why they were targeted for sure. Termination. Um, so they're tightening up. Finances tightening their belts for the for the road
0: forward. We'll see what this means for next and landmark. Yeah, I mean that's the the big thing, and obviously the uh, it also affected people that worked on the H one N one, which obviously has had some bad H one Z
1: ones had some bad moments, right? Hilariously, Um, yeah. This one is is kind of getting that feeling of watching the
0: slow motion train wreck. Um, Yeah. Unfortunately, which
1: is unfortunate because I, I, I they had managed to to get my interest uh, on EverQuest next. Yep, um, me too. And they lost me. You know, after after EQ one, after after Blizzard wooed me away to World of Warcraft, um, I hadn't looked back, and now I was looking back. Now I'm a little cautious about getting invested in something that may not happen, not happen, or happen <laughs> in a haphazard and half-assed fashion. Right, right. Exactly. We'll keep an eye on that one. Here, uh, our thoughts are with all those yeah. who got laid off. We may you uh, speedily find employment that uh, enriches you both creatively and financially. Yep. Boo and ya upon all that. Um,
2: that chime was my email uh, verifying my backing of the uh, exploding kittens. <laughs> 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 like, uh, oh hell yes! This looks, looks awesome.
1: And. So, Uh, speaking of the great juggernaut of uh, World of Warcraft, Mm. their reattainment of subscriber numbers seems to have stabilized for a little bit. So they had, since Wrath of the Lich King, been kind of trending downwards, uh, most significantly during Mists of Pandaria. Yeah, And then Warlords of Draenor saw them spiking up to above 10 million subscriber levels again which hadn 't really been seen since the you know, beginning the very beginning of Miss of Pandaria, and it fell off very quickly after that right and so and it seems to be hanging around that level so their whole redesign of the game idea to include the garrisons thing is keeping people around a bit um, well' see and for me, their return to their strong storylines is what brought me back because um, Pandalands like what. Uh, great, it's an interesting you know, oriental based land but it does almost nothing to advance the characters that I'm invested in you're introducing all these new, granted fascinating, interesting new characters that I don't care about at all Um, you know what
2: the problem with that one was, because I've gone through and watched all of the cinematics and storyline parts that people have compiled on YouTube just so I don't have to play the games, I can just get the story of course, thank you YouTube and uh, the trope was that uh they discovered Pandaria because uh, the prince, Anduin, his ship crashed there, apparently. Right. They should, they should have killed him off. People would have liked that more. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, he's an interesting... I mean, there, some good stories have been told with Anduin now that he's growing up. Um,
2: he's the character for the priest decks in uh, Hearthstone, and because he's a playing pr- against priests. He's a priest. He's a prick, is what he is. But,
1: well, it's <laughs> an interesting... It sets up some, some tension between Anduin and Varian, his dad, who's all about the warriorness, right. Um And But he does some pretty fantastically uh, heroic and brave things during the story arc of Mists and comes out the other end a much more interesting character than he went in as. Um, still forever will kind of be a whiny wretch in the back of my mind. Um,
2: but Like all the priests that played World of Warcraft.
1: A little bit. Uh I'm just well, i just mean, I think- Lo- I love
0: my healers. I love my healers. The big thing they've run into though is they've kind of resolved most of if not all of their major big bads that brought everybody into the game. Really? Uh, so when when have we taken on the Titans exactly? But I mean, they're not. They're they're a faceless big bad. There's nothing there. Time okay. to give them a face. They need to. Well, come. that's that's what I mean. Anything that comes now, though, is going to be relatively new. The only thing that they really haven't ever addressed was the Emerald Dream, as far as I know. Yeah, they
1: they there were bits and chunks of that here and there. Yeah.
0: it never it, they and they had begun the the original
1: sequel before it was Burning Crusade was going to be the Emerald Dream, and they abandoned that line right. of thought and mm-hmm. have never returned to it.
5: Well, like, I
2: but think, I mean,
0: if you take the th- oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, my theory is is they're holding off on the Emerald Dream for World of Warcraft 2 because it is Bizarro uh, Azeroth.
0: Yeah, Maybe. could be. We'll see. I mean, I but to me, I mean, you look at the the lore that went into World of Warcraft was the early Warcraft games uh, as well as some of the novelization, which really you've addressed now. All of it. You've addressed the Lich King. You've addressed Deathwing. You've addressed uh, the the demons of the Burning Crusade, uh, including their their big bad um, Medivh, You could argue you've done a little bit with, uh, but there's not much else left. So they have to invent now kind of new bad guys. Well, but if you
1: look carefully at what they did, which I didn't initially understand and was kind of put off by, with Warlords of Draenor, mm-hmm. is they pulled a George Lucas. Sure. We're in prequel territory. So we're still using major characters. They're just ones that were never directly shown in any other games. They were just this guy's father and yeah. this guy's ancestor and here's you know the people behind all the horrifying things that happened in Outland. And but they're all established named characters that have already had interesting storylines in place and they're just massively Fleshed out, and we're also in what if territory of okay. Now the domination by the demons over the orcs never happened, and go
0: right. And I, but I think that I think that's why it has popularity compared to Mr. Pandero, yeah. which is a completely made up brand new stuff Kung Fu Panda and I can never it's get past Kung much Fu Panda. less interesting for a lot of the the long term fans because it's it's not hitting the characters they're used to seeing yep and it, that and it definitely lost me
1: right so
0: but the numbers seem to be
1: telling the story of I'm not alone because others came back and are staying around for at least the next few major patches and yeah well, at least gets, for now I mean to the, this in is, our money some more
0: yeah, we'll see what the rest of 2015 brings, if they keep on the downward trend or if they actually hold at a, uh, a higher level than they did in Missa Pandera.
1: I'm going to go play Exploding Kittens.
2: Yeah. I'm going to go play Diablo 3. Diablo! Well, I've been let's
1: finish the show so you can go do that. Yeah, And the things we do at the end of the show include find us on the web. Come to tunein.alphageekradio.com to see all the ever-increasing ways you can listen live and listen to uh, all the shows on the network, of which there are a lot of new ones. So come to Alpha Geek Radio and click on the Shows tab and look at the uh, extensive list of live shows we've got going on, audio and video. boo Thank you uh, to all the volunteers that hang out on the subreddit, alphageekradio.reddit.com, who suggest story ideas, uh, hook us up to nerdy things going on on the Internet, Upvote, downvote, and just generally keep us informed about what's going on in the greater geek community. Uh, Facebook, Google+, we're all on those. Just search for either Casually Hardcore or Alpha Geek Radio. Send your emails to theshow at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. If you're interested in supporting us, head over to patreon.com slash alphageek. We greatly appreciate all of our patrons. When you're on our front page, click on the Patron Hall of Fame to see the names and pictures of some of them because they're awesome and we love them. Listen to us uh, on all of your devices via the TuneIn app. Uh, Just search for Alpha Geek Radio. All of the channels will come up. Both podcast archives and live show schedules are all now in place there. It's a wonderful tool for consuming our stuff while on the go. (sighs) And I have been GnomeWise.
0: And I've been Grail. (laughs) I've been Barry. And we are out of here.
2: Bye bye, radio people.
3: Bombadida, Happy trails to you.
0: until we
3: meet